You were designed to live a life. I was designed to live a life. We all have a purpose that is greater than ourselves, and we need money to facilitate that. But if we're not careful, what ends up happening is we end up focusing on the money. We focus on what does it take to acquire the money, and we forget to live the life. We forget to live the life that we were put on this planet to live. It's really all about designing your life. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Think Rich Radio. It's fantastic to have you join me today, and I hope you're just having a wonderful day wherever you are, whatever you are doing. A big thank you to everybody for helping to get this show going and get the listeners out there. We actually crossed over 1,000 listeners this week. In fact, it's actually over 1,200, so we've uh, really started to grow and um, get some, some good word out there, and I just really appreciate each and every one of you for doing that and for being helpful on it. And so, uh, yeah, just a huge thank you for that. If by chance you haven't shared it with somebody, if you don't mind, uh, you know, share the show with your friends and your family, your neighbors, your even even your enemies. Share it with your enemies because they need it as much as anybody. So just share the show with everybody so we can get the word out and we can really help people change their lives. This episode's a little interesting for me. And the reason is because I decided that I wanted to pull the curtain back and share some of my own personal failures with you, which is not natural for a guy like me because I'm a super introvert. Whether you realize it or not, most of you would have no clue, but I'm a total introvert. And you know, by doing that, I, I really open myself up to like everything I'm uncomfortable with. But I decided I should do it. And the reason is because as I think about the podcast as a whole, there really are a couple of reasons that I do this. Number one is to be an example and a leader for you guys, because you guys have many of you followed me for maybe eight or 10 years on my various endeavors. But you're following me now, regardless of how long you've been with me. And you're looking for leadership in areas that you haven't been before. And sometimes I haven't been down all these roads, but, you know, at least, you know, we can start going down those roads together. So I wanted to be an example for you. And the second reason that I'm doing this podcast is to create momentum for myself and to help you guys create momentum. Because one of the things I learned a long time ago is momentum begets momentum. Once you have some momentum, it's so much easier to add to that momentum and to direct the course of where you're going. The hardest thing in the world is to change the course of something that's standing still. You can't do it. And so you got to get some momentum so that you can get things on track. But the problem with starting, this problem with getting going is it really leaves us exposed. And I, I want to specifically talk about that. And I also want to talk about some of my failures today because you guys are going to go through some of these things, but you shouldn't be ashamed of it. You know, the reason so many people don't do stuff is because they're afraid of what they might run into. They're afraid of the obstacles. They're afraid of what they may not see. And the truth is, those obstacles are actually the things that will propel you to the next level. So I want to really encourage you to get started, get some momentum, get going, and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have failures. But those failures are actually things that we can build upon as we get going forward.
Philosophically, I understand and I believe in my core that failure is one of the best things that can happen to a person because we can grow from those failures. We learn from them. No one ever learns anything winning. We only learn whenever we screw things up, right? And so failure inherently is part of the learning process, which is why it's so valuable to us. Now, that's the philosophical approach. Emotionally, I despise it. Just like every one of you, there's nothing that I hate more than feeling like a failure, feeling like we tried something and it didn't work, and what a big letdown that was. Now, the truth is, yes, it's an emotional um, discouragement whenever it happens, but the most successful people in the world have learned to dance with their failure. They've learned to use their failure and catapult them to the next level. And so whenever we think about great leaders, we think about people like Thomas Edison, we think about Henry Ford, we think about some of these great industrialists or people who've really changed the world, every one of them have behind them a plethora of failures that most people never see, most people never hear about, most people know nothing about. And I'm the same way, and you're going to be the same way. Now, maybe you've already experienced a lot of those failures, or maybe you're just getting going and you haven't gotten down that road yet. Well, they're coming. And when they come, don't let them knock you off your game because we have to use these failures as fuel to drive us to the next level. I'm just going to tell you a few of my boneheaded things that I've done. Uh, One of them happened not too long after we started uh, one of our businesses, and we had somebody else set up our merchant accounts for us, which was a natural thing to do. We didn't know how to do it. The problem is she didn't have a very big vision for us, and she set them up, and she only told the bank that we were going to process a certain amount of money. Well, we blew right past that amount of money, and we did it by like 10 times as much. And one day we went to the bank to uh, get some money and to pay some bills and our bank account had been emptied. You're like, well, where did all the money go? And it turns out that what happened is our account had gotten flagged because we grew too fast. And so they flagged us for a fraud risk and we were part of an investigation that we didn't know we were part of. We were being investigated because we grew too fast. So I learned a really important lesson that you have to tell your merchant processors that you're going to make some money. You got to believe in yourself. If you think small about what you're going to make, guess what? When you go succeed and you go win, they're going to come after you and they're going to shut you down. So that was a big, uh, big painful lesson at a time when I really couldn't afford it. I had another really costly lesson that happened when I let uh, somebody else run some advertising campaigns for us. And I had an idea of what we wanted, but I really didn't know what we were doing. And so I let somebody else take control of that. And um, long story short, this person basically wasted right around $400,000. And we got nothing, nothing out of it. So you say, well, how could you run an advertising campaign for $400,000 and get nothing out of it? And the answer is because we didn't know what we didn't know. And so that's another perfect example. Whenever I talk to people about, you know, they're launching a business and they're trying to get some paid advertising, they're trying to get some traffic to their websites, and they're so afraid to spend $50, I just sit there and think about, if you only knew how much money I have wasted on ineffective advertising. The thing about mistakes is, they linger in our mind and they make us feel really horrible about ourselves. I could sit here and talk for probably two years about mistakes and lessons that we've learned the hard way, but that doesn't help anything. 
you know, what we need to do is we need to learn how we move forward with our mistakes. That is the key. And whenever we think about thinking rich, whenever we think about success, whenever we think about progress, mistakes are part of the pathway. They're part of the road. Everybody always says they want the benefit, they want the gain, but they don't want the pain of the mistakes and the failures that happen along the way. Well, that's not how it works. If you want to have a lot of success, then you've got to take the risk. And if you take risk, inevitably, you're going to get hurt. There's going to be mistakes made. There's going to be things that cost you financially. There's going to be things that cost you emotionally. And so it's really important. It's essential that we learn to embrace the failures, if you will, and turn them not into the end of the road, but rather a slingshot that propels us forward into the future. I think perhaps the biggest mistake a person can make, and certainly one that I've done on more than one occasion, is to believe the delusion that something is more important than it really is. This happens quite often, especially in the area of work. You know, we often start to think that our career is really important or the job that we hold is really important. And it starts to dictate everything in our life. Why are we doing the job? Well, we're doing the job because we need the money. We need the money so we can pay the bills. We need to pay the bills so we can eat, so that we can live. So I got to go back to the job. And then the job becomes the thing that controls you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mankind, I think, gets a emotional fulfillment from doing a good labor and getting a reward for that. There's value in hard work and being rewarded for the hard work. But when the labor becomes more important, now we are exchanging the gift of life for the gift of work, which I do believe that work is a gift. I really do believe that work is a gift, the opportunity to go out and make something and create something. But it's not more valuable than the relationships that we have. It's not more valuable than living and experiencing the life that we were created to live. Nobody ever got on their deathbed and said, dang it, I sure wish I had worked harder. Nobody ever, you know, is on their way out from this world and says, man, I wish I had spent less time with my kids because it sure would have been better to spend more time at the office. Nobody ever said that. And whenever I think about what I want, I want to be a billionaire in relationships. I want to be a billionaire in relationships that matter, the important things, the people that I enjoy being with, the people that I can contribute to. I want to be present for my kids. I want to contribute to the lives of My kids, as they're growing up, and to their friends, I want to contribute to the lives of like-minded individuals who are maybe on a similar path to me, but not quite caught up to where I'm at. That's what you guys understand about me. I think maybe that's what you like about me. I don't know. That could be my own delusion there. But, you know, the truth is I just really connect with people. I love people. I'm an introvert. I don't like crowds of people, but I love individual people. And I think that That's what's most important on this planet. I think that's what's most important for our life. But if we're not careful, we become a prisoner to our job, or we become a prisoner to our small business, or we become a prisoner to this new thing that we've created. And remember, we're a slave to anything that controls us. So if your job is controlling you, then you're a slave to your job. If you create a small business, you may love the business, but if it requires 18 hours of your day and you don't get to be present for your kids for their baseball game or their dance recitals or the things that are the most important to them, then 
it's stealing the things that are the most important for your life, which is why it's imperative, it's essential that we learn to think differently and we keep our priorities straight. It's essential that money is a tool that we use to facilitate the way that we were created to live as opposed to the thing that we are serving by working for it day and night and giving up our life in the process. If we're lucky, we have 70 or 80, maybe 90 years on the planet. If you're like me, you're already halfway there. And so we start to look at the things that we're doing and we say, where do I want to spend my time? I get about 18 years before my kids leave home. So when my son turns nine years old and I say, he's halfway there, I start to say, okay, where do I want to spend my time? Because we cannot redeem the years that we lose with our kids or with our family or the people that we love, which is why we have to recognize that we have to do it now. We can't wait 10 years. We can't wait 15 years to say, well, eventually I will solve my financial challenges. We have to solve them now, get them over with. And rather than exclude your family, include your family. One of the things you're going to start to see, because my kids are getting older, is I'm going to be including them in some of the new things that we're doing, and I'm going to be helping them to learn to build businesses and to do the things that I've spent my whole adult life trying to figure out because I want my kids, when they are 18, to already have at least one or two cash-flowing assets so that they can go to college and not worry about making income if they even want to go to college. They may decide that this isn't the path for me. But that needs to be a choice for them as opposed to a mandate. Society has mandated that we live a certain way, that we go to you know, junior high and high school and then college and you get a job and you stay in that job and then you move on and you retire. Folks, that is not your life. You need to decide. We all have to decide what is the life that I want to live. And we have to design that life. As one of my mentors used to say, if you don't design your own life, somebody else will design it for you and they have a pretty bad designed for your life. I've discovered that. I've discovered that a couple of times. In fact, I've created a prison for myself a couple of times. Actually, speaking of mistakes, that's one of the biggest mistakes I've made on multiple occasions. I've created two businesses where the business required me day and night. And even though I was making money with them, it was like I was a prisoner to my own business. The thing that was supposed to give me freedom gave me prison. That's another mistake I discovered. That's why I started discovering and figuring out passive income and residual income. That's why I'm so passionate about it, because we need to do for a little while what most people won't do. We need to go build that business. We need to go put the structures in place, but then we need to move on. If all you do is create a small business that is a job, then now you own a job. Instead of having a job given to you, you own a job. You built a job out of nowhere, but it still controls you. That's not freedom. That's not financial freedom. If we want financial freedom, we have to think about residual income. We have to think about passive income that continues to flow to us, and a lot of it, multiple sources of passive income. We need to start businesses that then we can either hand over to business operators and managers, or that we can sell, make a profit, and then turn around and do it again. That's the way that business needs to be structured. 
But the problem that so many people make, including myself, I've made this more than once, is we failed to design our life. We design the business that we want, or we design the fact that we don't want a job, so we get into small business for ourselves, but we did not actually design the thing that the business was supposed to provide, and that was a lifestyle. So if you have a void, what's nature going to do? It's going to fill the void. We have to design the lifestyle. We have to say, this is what I want my lifestyle to be. The business is here to serve me. I'm not here to serve the business. Money is here to serve me. I am not going to serve the money. Money is here to facilitate my life. I'm not here to facilitate its life. Thinking rich is not about money. Thinking rich is about a lifestyle. Thinking rich is about living the life that you have in your spirit and your heart and your desires that you want to do. For some of you, it may be traveling the world for six months at a time. That's great if that's your desire. For others of you, it may be going to another country and doing missions work. For others of you, it may be spending more time with your kids and your family. But if your entire life's purpose is simply to make money so that you have more security, you're never going to be happy because there's never enough of it. More importantly, what good is it? What good is it if all you're doing is hoarding it and creating security for yourself? The whole purpose of the money was to create a lifestyle. So you gotta go design it. Go design the lifestyle that you want. And here's the amazing thing. When you decide, this is the lifestyle I want, this is the amount of money I need to go do it. When you back that with the belief that if I just go get the money, I can go experience this lifestyle, and then you put the actions behind it, you'll be amazed at what you can actually accomplish with your life. The amazing things you can experience and you can enjoy, the trips that you can take, the memories you can make with your family and the people that you care the most about, the causes that you can support. As it turns out, we can do almost anything we want. We can do, as a human being, pretty much anything that we can imagine. The only thing that holds us back is our imagination, our belief that we can do it, and the money to facilitate doing it. So when we get really excited about the vision for our life and we get really excited about the things that we want to go do, now we have a compelling reason to push through all the failures, to push through all the mistakes, to put the pride behind us, to put the fear that we might be embarrassed or that somebody might find out that we're not perfect, to put all that behind us and to drive towards the goal because the reality is you're here to live a life. You're not here to do a job. You're not here to go to work. You're here to live. Live human being to be what you were created to be. So decide what that is. If you don't design your life, somebody else is going to design it for you. And I promise you, they don't have a very good design. You're the only person who can design your life. And that's what Think Rich is all about. The whole reason that we want to think rich, the whole reason that we want to create income is so that we can experience the extraordinary life that we were created to live. Hey folks, in the next episode, I'm going to start a series, my very first series of the podcast, and you do not want to miss it. We're going to be talking about some of the most important success principles of all time, and you're going to want to tell your friends, tell your family, tell your spouse. You might even want to call your congressman and tell them so you can maybe get them to be better for you. Tell everybody, because we're taking it back, folks. We're taking back what the ways of this world stole from us. We're going to get our lives back. And we're going to learn how to think rich. We're going to learn how to live rich. We're going to learn how to live life at its fullest 
Be sure to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We are everywhere. Get yourself subscribed. Don't miss an episode. And I'll see you next time.